we arrived in uh, an Ish studio. I still remember this big loft they call loft with all the small sculpture covered by yellow, blue, and red pigment. Something that we we'll never forget. It's in my eyes now. That it was really in that moment that they said, wow, we want to collect. From the beginning, I understood that collecting was not something just to keep work in my home or to take in storage, but for me, collection is to share. Benvenuti a Ciao Bella. I'm your host, Erica Firpo. For the past 20 years, I've made my home in Rome, where I've worked as a journalist contributing to publications including Afar, Washington Post, Lonely Planet, and Travel and Leisure. I love sharing the stories of Italy's pioneering creators, and I'm bringing these stories directly to you on Ciao Bella. Every week, I'm joined by contemporary artists, heritage artisans, designers, culinary experts, innovative estites, and more. At the crossroads of evolution and tradition, the past and the future, they are working and creating to define and redefine 21st century Italy. Join me as we see Italy through their eyes. Whenever anyone asks me about contemporary art in Italy, my knee-jerk response is Torino. The capital city of Piemonte is amazing for its crazy amount of creativity, artists, and art foundations. And it's the home to Patrizia Sandretto Re Rebadengo. Dubbed Italy's Peggy Guggenheim by W Magazine, and generally acknowledged as one of the most influential women in the European art world, Patrizia is Italy's patron saint of contemporary art. For the past 25 years, she has been meticulously collecting artwork from artists around the globe and building her multi-thousand-piece contemporary art collection in Torino. Her foundation, Fondazione Sandretto Re Rebadengo, is an art world destination with two locations in Piemonte, an ex-tire factory and a countryside palace, Palazzo Re Rebadengo. Everything Patrizia does is art-inspired, from dips in her personal plunge pool, a work of art by Patrick Tutofuoco, to her upcoming grand-scale art project on an island off of Venice. I was lucky to catch Patrizia at Artissima, Italy's annual contemporary art fair. Let's jump headfirst into a conversation with Patrizia on how she began collecting art. It's truly a pleasure to meet you. I've been uh, a fan for many years. Uh, I think. Did you start your collection in 1990? 1992. 1992. I started collecting. Mm -hmm. that, that you a, trip, a trip to London, and in London I discovered contemporary art. Because I didn't study art, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I graduated in economics, I worked in a company of my father, so for me mm -hmm. art was antiques, my mother used to collect uh, porcelain, mice and Sèvres, mm -hmm. so really in a different way. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, I went to London in 1992 and I discovered contemporary art. But if I have to say, I said, we have a friend of mine that she, now she's an old lady, but she was a collector, and uh, we went to visit uh, galleries, uh, we went to this museum, but if I have to say what completely changed for me there was that I met the artist. For me it was something special can to, I ask, to met. My first studio, I can say because my first studio was Anish Kapoor. Oh wow! Anish Kapoor in 19, May 1992. Mm -hmm. It was the day like today, very dark, maybe raining a little bit as London was 30 years ago. And I remember I arrived with Nicolas Lockstein, the, 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 the owner of the Listen Gallery. And uh, we arrived in uh, Anish's studio. I still remember this big loft, they call uh, this big loft with all the small sculpture covered by yellow, blue, and red pigment. Something that we'll never forget. It's in my eyes also now. And Anish started to explain 
his work and so on. And I have to say that it was really in that moment that they said, wow, they want to collect, they want to buy something by niche. And then I met uh, all, many, many of these artists of that generation, Damien Hirst, uh, Julian Opi, all that generation of artists. And I start collecting. And um, I, I, from the beginning, I understood that for me, collecting was not something just to keep work in my home or to take in storage. But for me, collection is just to share. I was lucky. I could meet the artists, buy their work, and I really wanted to give back to every people the possibility to see artworks. And, um, and then starting to talk with the artists, I understood that in Italy there was a lot of things to do because we were late. Max in Rome opened in 2010. So, and so I, I, I started in 1992-93. And so the lack of institution, the fact that uh, I wanted to support, to, to work with my artist and not to share my collection, led me to establish the Fondazione. So from 1992 to 1995, for me, was an important moment to start collecting, knowing the artist, and thinking I what I could do for, for my artist, for the artwork. And so um, when I established the Fondazione in 1995, I didn't have clearly in my mind what I could do, what was the direction. I didn't have the beginning, I didn't have any spaces. And so, so it was, was really a great adventure. The Fondazione was established April 1995, and uh, May 1995 was a part of my collection show, in, a part of British art in, uh, in Modena, in the Galleria Civica di Modena. Oh, okay. and, and I met there Francesco Bonami. And Francesco Bonami wanted curated an exhibition in Venezia during the Venice Biennial in the space this when is you in enter 1995. 1995. 1995. Okay. 1995. When you enter in the arsenale, on the right, there is the bookshop mm-hmm. and yeah. the cafeteria. In 1995, there was nothing. Nothing. Yeah. We ran this small space, small because mm-hmm. it was too small, and we, and we organized the, an exhibition by young photographers, like young photographers, Shirin and so on. And was my first exhibition with, with my collection and then I start to work with Francesco Bonami and then we start to organize exhibition in Torino without space. Then as we have a house in the country, the palazzo from the 18th century and, um, and we didn't use this palazzo so together with my husband we decided to renovate it to, and was the first. No, this is Palazzo Rere Baudengo oh, in, in Guarene. Guarene. Exactly, yeah. exactly. is the palazzo and so we start to organize exhibition in, in Guarene and, and then finally in 2002 we opened the space in Torino that tonight uh, we will have the exhibition. Which I've been to before and I love this space. Um, I'm curious and you opened a space in Guarene how did you bring people to it? Believe me, that was much easier in 1997 in a certain way than now. Because really, in 1997, there is nothing. Castello di Rivoli, mm-hmm. finished. When I started, there were not many spaces, many foundations, there was, no? And so was really, I remember when we, we the, the evening that we opened, uh, we inaugurated, there was the, the square in front of us, full of people, a lot of people came. And uh, so, so was was not difficult to uh, even now it's not difficult because now we have the castel, we have the palazzo Rere Baudengo that is 
the square where there is the hall of the city, there is the church, you know, and then we have a small hill, one kilometers from the castello, and uh, on the palazzo, and in, the, and in this hill we started to invite artists to, to realize the site-specific sculptures, and so now we have these two projects that are what going are together. What are some of the artists that have the site-specific sculpture? We started with some work already in the collection, like Casteroller, for example, then uh, Italian artists like, um, like Stefano Arienti or Luca Carbotta, and now we add every year one or two works. And uh, last year we had uh, uh, Marguerite Humo. Mm -hmm. Now this year just we unveil in uh, October, so a few days ago, a new sculpture of Katia Noviscova, is this fantastic artist that work with took from the uh, from the website uh, images of animals then he manipulated this animal and then the animals become sculptures and now we have a big camaleonte mm -hmm. uh, very colorful very very nice and the, the idea of, of a cat is then when you take a selfie or a photo with the with the animal close to you <coughs> directly the animal come back to, to the website, to internet, no? So oh, it's a I like that idea, interactive. It's very clever. She's very clever. Tonight at home, you will see two, two, works, uh, two works by, by Katia, two big monkeys that, uh, yes, that uh, So we have Palazzo. In 2017, I decided to, to establish a foundation in Madrid. It's called Fundación Sandretto Revoldengo Madrid. We are nomadic, we don't have a space already, maybe we will ever, I don't know, we are nomadic. That means that uh, every year we find the right place for the right, ar the right artist, like we did last year with uh, a very fantastic uh, young painter um, that is from Kenya, Michael Armitage, mm -hmm. and it uh, was so good because we show in the Academias de Bellas Artes in San Fernando de Madrid, we create a dialogue, we show his drawing just in front of, of Goya, drawings no? so we want to create some dialogue exhibition effect. like the dialogue special things in fact now in uh, and tonight mm -hmm. Ansuri Cobris will announce we will uh, have in Madrid next February during Arco Lucas Arruda that is a Brazilian artist in the in the Ateneo that is like a biblioteca space uh, like that in, uh, in Madrid so we're working on that and then in Madrid we did the same project that we did in Torino that is a residency for young curators, so that means that every year we invite young curators that just finish in the most prestigious schools in the world, the courses, and there is an interview, then the jury, they choose three of them, and the three curators come to Italy and travel from Torino to Venezia, from Milano to Catania, and the same now, we started 17 years ago in Italy, and now is the third edition, also the same project in Madrid, in this case they arrived to Madrid, and they travel from San Sebastian, Santander, to Barcelona, to, to Valencia. To so you're doing both editions, or just...? In, in Italy, 17 edition. Okay. In annual. One, one, one each, yes, one each year. One so in Italy we started one 2006, right. and in Spain we just started uh, three years so ago. So they're contemporaneous. Yes, mm -hmm. more or less. Are in, now are, are in the same. We start. We invite. Do they ever meet each other? They know each other. They okay. know because they they know because they know. But they because now in in Italy are quite many because three, four, so are 
are around uh, three, four years for 20 years, 50, 50 young curators. So they, then at the end of their trips, they travel through Italy. They meet many artists, many galleries. They go to visit the museum director and so on. They come back to Torino, to Guarene exactly, and they curated an exhibition that, with Italian artists that they met in this travel. And the same happened in Spain. They traveled through Spain, and then in Madrid, there is an exhibition with the artist uh, from really Spain. Cool. This is really cool. It's like a scuola di formazione. Exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's training. Now, this is very good. In fact, they received the Lea Award by the ICI, that is the mm -hmm. most important institution in New York for curator, and they gave me this award for this project in particular, because it's really a way, because first of all, you give the opportunity to three young curators from all over the world, because now we also invite an artist from China, a curator from China. China, that means also Hong Kong or Vietnam or Thailand, no? And, uh, and so this is an occasion to invite three young curators that they spent three months together traveling, knowing artists in Italy. Then they have to curate in an exhibition. And what we see that happened that then many of these curators, when they come back in their country and they start to work in museums, in galleries, in hotels, they invite maybe artists that are not the same that they exactly. invited to the exhibition. Other artists that they like. They're spreading it like a vine. Yes, and we really, the, the concept of this project when we started some years ago was how can we support and help Italian artists at the same time how we can work also with young curators. And in fact we say we can every year to, to, to give, how do you say, boards and grant to, yeah. to young artists to go. But in this way we can help one, two, three, four, artists and the soul. In this way, they come to Italy, they go to visit more than 150 artists. Are not art, I mean, not art, but they travel with a curator, Italian curator. They know very well what are the artists, which is the situation in right. Italy or in Spain. And then they are That's free amazing. to choose the artists that really they like. No? So this, and this for us has been very important to create a network because I really believe that an institution like mine have to work with artists, support them, commission new work, so give them the opportunity to, to show new works, not only what already exists, but it's also important. Training, this is training for me. We have also school. We have a school that is called Campo, and every year, they have, in this case, it's a little bit different. It's for curator too, but in this case, they have to apply, and uh, then, and generally, apply more than 100 curators, say, young curators, potential curators, then uh, we choose 10 of them. The, three, uh, the 10 of them participated to our Italian curatorial school. So are, are they only Italian students? Or? In this case, they're all Italian. And is it like a certificato? Or? Yes, they have a certificato. And what we do, that at the end, they sure to have a stage in uh, one museum in Italy institution. And so many of them, then they found the work. Is it legato with the university? Is it no. tight? So it's no. okay. So it's, it's not legato university. And it's one but year? It's one year. Oh, yes. that's really, it's that's one really year. exciting. So, no, for us it's very important. And we really see that then these young curators, that, that because when we started with the project, the Young Curator Residency Program, Italian curators start to say, why do you support only curators from all over the world? So now you're and saying, not here's our Italian answer. curators. <laughs> we also support and them. And so we decided that. Uh, 
in this case, for us, it's much more important to do another kind of project because it's nine months, but not nine months every day. So they more or less are one, two weeks a, a month. The one month they come to Torino and they have frontal lesson. I mean, they stay in Torino, they learn how to, how to curate it, how to write. How they work also with the installers of the technician experience how to do a, a long form to, to, to for a phrase, how to do how to do also for the press release, right. how to do the insurance, so how to do with the every, register. Every aspect of a gallery. Exactly. Yeah. So they learn how to manage a, a, a museum, a space. In the other part of the year, they travel through Italy, like the foreign curator, and they go to see the artists in their studio, they go to see the galleries. And so this is called Campo. Campo. And what is the international young curator residency program and that's madrid and in, in young Torino. curator residency program Torino young curator yeah just that we use the yeah, we, and we have a we have a website special website in which there are all the curators that participate and all the artists is like a platform i wish this so, was alive 30 years ago when i was yeah. in art school now with all of the art that, that it, what i find amazing about Torino itself as a city and also the like Vintorni, the area around it, is that there is a really abundance of contemporary art and investment yes. in art. Yes. Why? Because Torino, <laughs> allora, if we start from the Galleria d'Arte Moderna uh, that opened the same 1959, the same age that opened in, uh, in New York, the Guggenheim, so to give an idea, okay. and already in that Galleria, first of all, they, the first exhibition in that gallery was um, worse from private collection. So this gives an idea how now in Torino there has always been a great collaboration between public institutions and private collectors or institutions. And really just in 1959 this happened. Then was a gallery in which uh, many important arts, very young, the Butai movement, yeah. this Japanese, the first exhibition in Europe was in Torino. So it's always been very important and good curator, director of, of the Galleria, very open. Lots of artists have been. And then, arriving a little bit ago, in 19, the end of the 60s, Arte Povera, born here. Exactly. And so we had a good humus, no good terreno, um, and many artists, they were from Torino, and so this movement started in Torino. And in the same, just to give you the also of the idea of private, uh, public, and so on, at the same period, a group of collectors in Torino, they decided to have a space uh, in which they start to show their collection, but was a very open space. For example, Pasolini, Giorgia, was showed that during that period. So Torino has always been very open, very able to put together the different discipline of art, and not only art. And many artists were born in this City, they work on the city. So I really believe that when I started collecting, it was quite natural no? to have a museum like uh, Castello di Rivoli, in which I could see many exhibitions by young artists, to have a situation with many artists living here. And even now, there are many artists that are coming to live here. Some years ago, 
they start to come here because we have good artigiani, I would say artigiani, I would say artisans, no? for example, Maurizio Cattela used to come because there is one person that do tassodermista to do the animals, no? and he's here in Torino, uh, Giuseppe Gabelloni used to come here because was, there was a way would like to, to, to print the photo, so in Torino we still have good artisans, at the end, Live is not expensive like other city, and even now there are many young artists that from all over Calispone. No? Lives here now. Is here. Yes. So it's a city. It's a very easy city. Is good also for kids because we have a lot of green park and so on. It's not expensive like other other city. And in 40 minutes we are in Milano. We are all over the world. So it's a city that. It's accessible. It's uh, very accessible. And then, if you can imagine, we have from the Egyptian Museum, that is one of the, the most the famous. The best in the world, oh. yeah, outside of Cairo. It's outside Cairo. Mm -hmm. This is the museum. We have Museo del Cinema, mm -hmm. that is something new that, you know, we have. We have a lot of private and public museum for contemporary art, artists. So it's a city, good food. Mm -hmm. Just if you move from Torino and you go to, to Alba, to ah. Guarene, Guarene, where I my my, my, my palazzo is uh, three kilometers from Alba. So we see Alba and we see Barolo and Barbaresco that are just in front of us, no? the two cities. So it's a, it's, it's a very easy place to live. It's a very easy, and, and this I think that it is good and then in order to have the city so, so full of good energy. There is a lot of really good energy here. Yes. Um, which, which makes me ask you, why Madrid? Why Madrid? Because uh, at a certain point of my life, that means five, six years ago, I understood that uh, the experience or what I did in, in the past year, uh, particularly through the Fondazione, could be a good model also to export, do something outside okay. my city. And so, I, in my mind, I was sure that Madrid was the place to be. But I wanted also to be sure, and so I started to, to think about uh, London, but London there are many institutions. So you know, Paris, uh, Berlin is another good, important place, but Berlin for me is it's like Torino, the same sky, the, no, the <laughs> that's interesting. No? And so I decided that the best place for me be Madrid. I speak Spanish, my father is a company, had a company uh, many years ago, so I used to spend my summer in Cadaqués. And so it was quite normal to imagine to to the same activity that I'm doing in Torino in, uh, in Madrid. And so I established the Fondazione and then we decided at the beginning the idea was to have also space. And when COVID arrived, and so we stopped for a certain moment the idea of to have a space, but we started the residenza for curators and, and to do exhibition. And now my next, next project is Venezia. So I had heard something about From Madrid, that. Now we're working on Venezia. And is it? Is it? I know it's the island where that Napoleon. Island. Yes. It's a small island just between Murano and San Giacomo. San Giacomo, the name yes. Is San Giacomo. It's a small island. It's not big. It's twelve thousand square meters, and uh, was abandoned sixty years ago. It's so, the one that has those leftover structures from okay, Napoleone, right? Okay. Well, yes. Napoleone used the island. It was a gunpowder. Yes. Now I show you my island. My husband and me, we, we fell in love with this island, uh, and, we, and so we, we bought the island. It's good also because we could buy the island, it's not for a long term or things like that. It's our island, and uh, there is a lot Wait, of... you can buy an island? Some island in the Venice Lagoon, you can buy. Okay. Yes. Not all, 
not always, but some of them you could buy. And um, not only to have in a long term or something like that. And so we bought and uh, we, have a lot of, we have a lot of things to do because was abandoned, as I say, 60 years ago. They abandoned it after Napoleon, after was yeah. guard, military, military gar garrison, then was abandoned. And in 1975, what I like also this island, um, a director of theater director, Jos Grotowski, is from Poland. It was a very important uh, theater director because he created the Teatro Povero. Arte Povera, Teatro Povero, and he was the curator of the Venice Biennial Theater. And uh, he used the island for uh, different days in order to do performances and, and be in, live in the island theater and so on. And, um, and so for me, it was so interesting us, this concept of an island that a uh, so important uh, director decided to use. We still found some photo of the island with all the trees abandoned. There was not electricity at that moment. We still don't have, there is not now this electricity, you have to say. And, um, and so, in fact, we decided to be into IOP in 2024, in two years, IOP to be able to start to open a park because the island will be a museum and will be a place for everybody. So, they, and now I show you my, my island. This is my island. I'm not able to move. I don't know why, but this is my island. Like it is now. So there are uh -huh. one, two, three. It's quadrato almost. Yes. That's it's really, really quadrato. That's really, that's really interesting. Yes. It's really, there are all the, the walls because of water, because as you can see, there are always Vaporetti moving. So are and you so the with movement of the Vaporetto created. Are you working with an architect? Yes, yes. I mean, and that's so exciting. I, was gonna, I would invite you. When, I would love it. And I was going to say, one of the things um, that, I, that I think is really great, you know, I, I, I live in Rome and I used to live in Venice and I write a bit about Venice and, and around Venice. And I think there's been a, recently more of an effort to get people around, not, and not just tourists, I mean, Venetians yes. Yes. and Italians yes. to, to see the other islands that are there yeah, and like, San Erasmo, and also, I mean, there's been a movement with the rest. We were just in front of San Erasmo. Okay, I know exactly. I was just there a few months ago, but I didn't notice a square island. Yes, it's very, that's, very that's very particular. It's very particular, and the idea is to 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 have a part for house, also to, to live, and then the other part for uh, for art. See, when uh, my collection is uh, read, no, not through my eyes of the eyes of my curators, but through other curators that are the director, the curator of other museum. And every time I can really see my collection from different point of view, from different situation. And this is fantastic too. How many, how big is your collection? Uh, more than 1,000 works and it's all contemporary. And then so I, have, awesome. I have more than 3,000 photos because only for photography. I have also a section of historical photos. That means photo from 1839, 1840. Ah. When they start to realize photo, and in these cases, and the only historical part of the collection is a, colle it's a different collection because I start uh, to through uh, one of my uh, my curator, and uh, it was very involved in obviously in photography, and so we start to buy also historical photo. All the other works are all realized uh, 
from the end of the 80s, the beginning of the 90s, when I start collecting. In fact, I always say that the beginning was a generational collection, really born through the dialogue and the meeting with artists of my same age, yeah. galleries of my same age. And now it's the second generation, because more or less after 30 years, now I collect the, the artists that more or less are the same age of my son. In fact, now I have so many... Um, Magdalene just wrote me, dear mama, how are you? No, because with many of them there is a, when they come, when they stay, because when we have the exhibition, the artists come to Torino, they spend time in Torino in order to prepare the exhibition, they live at home with me, so we have a nice relation and so in a certain way, I, I'm a mama now, not anymore a, a general, no, so. Now I have to ask you a personal question. You have children. You love art, I can tell. I mean, it's, it's, it's really lovely talking to you and hearing you tell this because that's how I feel. And it's, it's nice to meet people the same way. Um, do your children like contemporary yes, art? Yes, a lot. Oh, good. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. I have two sons. One is uh, 35 and the other is 33. And they, uh, this one, Eugenio, lives in London. He's married. I am grandmother. Oh, I have booty. two fantastic twins. Uh, that now in these days are in Torino and um, went to London to study management, to come back and to work with his father. Instead, he discovered, he really discovered contemporary art. Mm -hmm. And uh, more or less 10 years ago, he opened, after finishing the studio, he opened a platform to sell young artists what's online. This, what's this platform? Art Tuner. Art Tuner. Yes. Art Tuner, yes, okay, I've seen that. Art Tuner. So obviously for me, it's no profit. My activity for my son is... Uh, it's a business, uh, obviously, you have to do. And so my son, Lavart, he was here today. So we, we discuss a lot. We discuss in a good way. I mean, we talk a lot. But it's the first time Eugenio just curated an exhibition in Fondazione just of Victor Mann. Talk about a load, but that's the yes. most recent sculpture. The this is our oh. Oh, this is what you were talking about. Yes, this it's is my Camaleonte. Now, <laughs> and my second, my second son, Emilio, lives in Torino. And he managed the restaurant of the Fondazione. And he's not the chef, he's the manager, but they have the Star Michelin, one Star Michelin. So he's very proud about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And tonight, this evening, the dinner will be made Perfect. by his chef. And so who's, I, who's my the chef? son is called Romano. He's a chef from, Land, from Rome. He was, he was working, uh, Antonio Romano, he was working in, uh, what's the name of the. Of the rest of the hotel, Hilton Hotel. Inside there is a very Antonio famous... Romano. Eh. Yeah, uh, he was working with uh, Heinz Peck. Exactly. I think I, I think I know him actually. Okay. Interesting. I think I think I know him he just through came... other friends. So... Was he? No, he was not in Pescara for. Maybe yes. I don't know. This this night is there. Okay, I'm going to go say hello. I, I, I think if, to... if it's the one, I yeah. think I, I think it would be now. Yes, um, last question: Does your husband <laughs> like contemporary art? Yes, my yes, my husband. Life. Because of you? Yes, like we discovered a certain way 30 years ago together. together we start. Uh, my, my husband works uh, in a company in renewable energy. Ah. That in this moment, renewable energy is something. Let me see because we tell my, my son. This is your son? Yes. This, this is your my, younger son. My younger son. He's really tall. Yes. And this was a chef from. from um, but no, Lecce. They, they did a four hands, uh, quattro mani uh, evening. Yes. Okay. 
And uh, yes, and so uh, my husband is working with renewable energy. In fact, in the island we will have, because we don't have electricity, so we'll be all Yes, this is going to yes. be groundbreaking. Yes, this was very good, mm -hmm. really very good. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be the future. Yes, I believe so, yes. Yes, and we started my foundation and the Asia, that is the name of the company of my husband, we started the same year, 19. 95 started. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, um, and yes, so he loves art, obviously, when it can come with me. Not now, because now with all the renewable energy, every day trying to find a way, because yes, it's a, it's a good moment also, because we hope that finally we will use more renewable yeah. energy that electric, that no mm. gas and oil and so. Yes, yeah. and so now we're in this stage, I have to say that we are a family that we are all involved because also my, my daughter in law, the, mm -hmm. um, together with her we created ArcoLab. Yes. It is a project we, we started. ArcoLab. Arco in Fondazione you will see, we have a vitrine in which you will see, we put together artists with, uh, for example, the first collaboration with, uh, with uh, Nicholas Kirkwood, that oh, is the a showman, exactly. Yeah. And so Nicholas, together with Paul Neal, that is an artist from Canada, we have one also one sculpture in our garden, in our park. And they, so there is the mule, mule, you said yeah, no, the, the shoes. shoes. Mm -hmm. You will see the shoes in Fondazione, designed by, by Paul Neal. Then Michael Armitage, that is this fantastic artist from, from, from Kenya. Kenya. Uh, well, Michael Armitage, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. Together with Stella Jean, the oh yeah, the, no, she's from Rome. Exactly. Yes, they did the, 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 the sweater. You will see the sweater. Oh, in I'm looking for it. Wow. Yes, and then now, are these pieces that people can buy as yes, well? Yes, and the oh. money of this project that we send go to the educational project and program of the Fondazione Sandra Trebodengo because for us education, we didn't speak about education, education is very important. Okay. We used to have 30,000 kids coming every year in the Fondazione to do, to see the exhibition, workshop and so on. And now less because with the COVID things have changed, but so for me it's very important education for kids, for adults. On Thursday we are open until 11 free and we do workshop and activity for a lot of things for people with special needs. Um, blind, blind vision, uh, hearing, Parkinson, uh, and so on. And uh, so this is another part of my activity. So that, Arco Lab uh, goes directly to that. Arco Lab, we need the money that we have selling this. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in the case of um, with uh, with Michael Armitage, he also have a foundation in Nairobi, so we share. Oh, very the, cool! Oh, I can't yes. wait to see the. Okay. Yes, you will see. So I have a you question: Do you sleep? <laughs> Not so much. Okay. <laughs> Not so much. And on my, come dice, tavolino, on my, uh, I have my, and so during the night, it's to do, and during the night, I say, wow, I forgot to do that. And so yes. I write, because I don't want to forget it. Forget and in Good. the morning, I have to be, no, I don't sleep so much, no, because I'm, I'm also thinking, 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 and I have to say that sometimes I'm also thinking that time passed, that I'm not so young, and but that I really don't want to stop to go ahead, uh, and I want to, to try to do as much as I can in the last, uh, in the my, I hope many next year to, uh, to live in, because uh, I think that uh, for me art uh, and all what it means art is so important, and I, I, I really receive a lot from my artists, my 
family, my friends, my curators, the galleries and so on. That's really for me so important to give back, to share. And then I really believe in collaboration. I really believe that in this way it's so fantastic to live and to do projects. Okay, don't sleep because I want to keep seeing more of your ideas come to fruition. Thank you to Patrizia and everyone at FSRR, Artissima and Sutton for making this episode happen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. The editor of Ciao Bella is Mastro. Production manager is Jenna Spray. If you're new to Ciao Bella, take a peek at ciaobella.co, our all-encompassing Italy-focused website, where you'll find insider insight on contemporary Italy. And sign up for our newsletter for new episodes and articles. Follow me on Instagram at Erica Firpo, and follow Ciao Bella on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Leave us a rating or comment. Ciao, ciao.